When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson tuning in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Turn of the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by, I think, the third time. Uh, I think the third time uh, you've been on. We finally we get to talk about some winning Jets football. Janae Coakley, SNY. Janae, how are we doing today? I am doing awesome. And well, again, I think this is my third time. I am so excited, like genuinely excited. I get to talk to you, and we get to talk about winning Jets football. I know it's it's uh, it's exciting. It's funny the last. I think the first time you came on, we we're like, oh, is Sam going to be here next year? Then it was like, this team's going to be, you know, frisky going into 2021. Now we get to talk about a team that could go into first place, um, you know, going into next week. So let's start kind Crazy. of back. We're talking about going into first place. Sitting at Thanksgiving. What, week 12? Week yes. 11? Well, I don't know what week it is. But we like at the Thanksgiving table talking about playoffs. What? what? <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, no, it's, it's insane. Um, I want to kind of just backtrack. I know we were kind of just joking about it and, you know, me and you sat together at the combine and we're like, oh, this is exciting. The Jets have a lot of potential. Let's see who they draft. And you're sitting there in camp like, okay, this is a fun group. Mm-hmm. But I, I think even the most optimistic person's probably not sitting here November 17th going six and three, about to could be potentially seven and three going to this Patriots game. Were you, are you shocked, surprised? Are you going to say you expected this? Like where are you, where's your head at for the first nine games? Shocked. Like, listen, like we talked about this team, they had good pieces and they, they're young and you saw, you saw them building gradually. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I thought maybe they would have six wins all season, but I thought that would be a good six wins. Like they were learning there. I am absolutely shocked at how quickly these young guys have like turned things around, have they learned how to win. And listen, a lot of people will say, well, I mean, they beat like the third string quarterback. They beat like a stricken string quarterback. A win's a win's in the NFL. And here's the deal. You got to learn how to win. And these young guys, they don't know any better. They're learning how to win and they're winning. And that's the coolest thing about it. Um, I sat down with Quinn and Williams. Um, interview will be on post uh, pregame show on Sunday. Just so it's shouting that out right there. And he was awesome because I, I, I was talking to him. I was like, you know, Quinn, and I remember talking to you as a rookie. You sat down with me, you and Leonard. And now today, what's the biggest thing that has changed for you? And she goes, Janae. I look at some of these rookies and I like tell like Jermaine and sauce. I'm like, you guys are leap years ahead of me. 
when I was a rookie, he's like, I was so like confused and I had no idea. And I remember that like Steve McClendon and Leo were telling me it's okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. It's like, I look at these guys and, and he's like, I came from Alabama. He's like, but when you look and I look at like these rookies that are coming in, he's like, they're just so good and they get it. And I think that's the best thing about it. Like these, and that's the most fun. Like they just get it and they understand how to win and they just are having a good time doing it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, something that I think you you probably would see more than I would say pretty much anybody that um, it's just you get to talk to these guys every week and it feels like they really have embraced this like they weren't here when the Jets weren't very good. You know, we, we were rooting for them and covering it and the whole thing and everyone's scarred more almost than the players are. And yes, there's a few guys, but even the Braxton Bears, CJ Moses, the world um, weren't here that long before, um, you know, this regime kind of took over and it does feel like the same old Jets thing. I know Jamie Erdahl said on Good Morning Football, and it was it was like they're just the Jets. Like it, there's no for them. You know what would Sauce Gardner know? Like he he got here and they've they've won. So why would he know any different? Or he actually said that to me on the in, when after they won uh, beat Miami, I got him on the field right after the game, and I'm like, you know, Sauce, this is the first time in 13 games that you guys have beaten Miami, like a division or first time you've beaten a division um, opponent. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, I didn't know that. And like right there, it just clicked with me. I'm like, they don't care. They don't, un- they don't realize who, when they came to the Jets, that was the first time most of them even knew, watched any Jets film. So they didn't know about, they don't know about, you know, last year, the year before, the year before that, or they've lost 13 straight against, you know, at a conference dep- uh, division opponent. They don't know that they're not, they haven't been very good in the same old Jets and they don't care. They're like, we don't care. Like that half more even born back then. Think about it. Yeah. You think about it. Look like, you know, these guys were last time they were in the playoffs. What, you know, sauce was in middle school, elementary school. So, you, um, you know, closer in age to, to, to your son than, than probably to. to 100%. I mean, I think I got here in 2010. That was my first year. And they went, that's when they went to the AFC championship game. That was the last time they went to the playoffs 2010. Think about that. Sauce is it's now what 12 years later? Am I doing yeah, the math? Yeah, yeah 12, 12 years, years later. later. Yeah. Sauce is what 22? He's 10? Quite. Do you think he I mean he doesn't? You think he was paying attention to the Jets at 10 years old? No, I didn't look. I think you know, the Jets haven't been on prime time, and we'll get to that, you know, at, at, towards the end. They haven't been on prime time in a while. So, like all you just they're not in they would not be in the forefront of your mind. And I, I think that's something that you know, the way you change cultures, there's a lot of different things, you know, everyone always talks about, you know, getting the right guys in the building, all that stuff, but they've totally, like I said, other than a couple of guys, maybe Mosley, Barrios and Shepard, and maybe one or two others, Jeff Smith, like none of these got, these guys have only really experienced winning here, right? Like last year was obviously a building year. It's one year. It doesn't scar you. Whereas I think part of the problem you look around the NFL where teams consistently lose is like, the same guys they only you know they get used to losing you get used to winning um as you look at new england or other places you get used to losing also and i think that's something that'll be kind of huge going forward i want to touch on zach a little bit um and then we'll, we'll get the quarterback stuff out of the way because it gets, it gets tedious to talk about um there's been some nice moments there's been some moments that um obviously against new england was not pretty um and even the denver and green bay games were were not not pleasant on the eye um, do you expect Zach to take a bigger leap in the second half? Do you like what you've seen? Do you, are you concerned? Like, where, where's your head at, you know, surrounding the, uh, the franchise quarterback? I like the way Zach played last uh, two weeks ago against Buffalo. I think if he can just, and I know people hate, well, he's managed a game. Just win the game. 
You don't, you don't have to win the game. You don't have to put the team on your back. You got unbelievable defense. Just ride that. Mark Sanchez did. And look where it got him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I like the way they play, worked with him, the way the game plan for him against Buffalo. I think he just needs to do that. I think last, the week before that, and I love how he bounced back from the week against the Patriots to the week against the Bills. I liked how he did that. And I think he needs to continue that. And baby steps. And it's okay he's taking baby steps. It's okay that he's not throwing bombs and like running in and at the end of the game, throwing a, you know, a 50-yard touchdown pass. He doesn't have to. Just rile on your running backs. You got some great targets with Garrett Wilson. Do what you need to do to win the game. You don't have to be a superstar or a hero. Manage the game. Because again, you have an unbelievable defense and you got some great talent on offense. Do what you did and win the game. It's interesting. I, I look at a team like sack, throw yeah. the ball away. Don't worry about it. Be boring. Be boring. It's fine. <laughs> like it's, he's only 19, 20 starts in um, this game. You know, I, I just, I don't want to overhype this game because I do think, look, it's one of 17 and, and all that stuff. And all those, I know frankly, it's the Patriots. Con- don't you feel like they have to get that monkey off their it's back? Also, it's more just, it's, it's for the jets, but it's for Zach. Like I think 44% of his career interceptions are all against the Patriots. It's really in those two games. And yeah, but Bill Belichick just, loves young quarterbacks. I feel like he ruined Sam. You look at the butt fumble, like every jets quarterback feels like they oh, that got, was the, right, they, the ghost game. The yeah. butt. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's so it's more of like you went in new England all of a sudden that, that's off your back. And now you can just, it's just Jets, Patriots, New York, mm-hmm. Boston, the whole thing. Um, but, you know, like I think with Zach, again, you mentioned it, you can be boring right now. It's, it's, that's it's okay. why you look at a team like the Titans and, you know, there's a lot of comp, um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons and Quinn Williams comp and the running game and all this different mm-hmm. stuff. The Jets have like such a high ceiling. I feel like that they're playing, they're playing this well and their quarterback hasn't really clicked yet at their offense. And there's all this talent. You feel like there's so much, you know, more, you know, to be able to see. Um, I want to ask you quickly on Robert Sala, and then we'll kind of, you know, look towards the Patriots game. Have you been, do you feel like you've seen a different Robert Sala this year? Because I feel like he feels like so much more comfortable in himself this year. I felt like last year was a lot of like learning and this year you've seen all the energy and emotion and he's getting better with the press and all this different stuff. I feel like you've just seen a little bit of a different style, at least from, from my point of view. I mean, maybe I, I still see him the same way, but I do agree with you that he has, he is getting a little more comfortable, but again, you're coming to New York. <laughs> like you know the saying if you can make it here you can make it anywhere new york media is tough he was used to san francisco um players love him players play for him he loves it he's halfway through his second year he had a complete i mean his defense a complete turnaround i mean talk about an optimistic person he always is a glass half full like he knew this was going to you know he's like be patient be patient and you can't really be patient in new york and then it clicked for these guys and i actually just asked him on wednesday I said, you know, you're halfway through your second year as a head coach and you completely have turned this team around. Like compared to, I go for you and you always preach patient. I'm like, what for you has been the biggest surprise? And I go, listen, I know what you're going to say. I know what you have to say. And he's not necessarily surprised. I'm like, all right, what are you most proud of? And he's like, that the, that we have good guys in the building and they, and they bought into it. He's like, it's sometimes really hard to get guys to buy into what you're what you're selling. And they did, they truly. And again, I think Joe Douglas does not get, I mean, he does get credit, but I think Joe Douglas, the guys that he has found and put in this locker room and the way that Sala has been able to coach them and bring them together is just remarkable. It truly is remarkable. I mean, you call them the baby jets, but 
They're six and three. Will I still can't believe that? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I just one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. It's mind blowing, and and what's more even mind blowing is that the division is this good. I think it's probably been the best division of football this year. Everyone's over five hundred. Everyone would be in the playoffs if they started today. And the Jets are could be very well at the top. It's not like the whole division's having a shitty year. Everyone's mm-hmm. four and – like, it's not the NFC South this year where everyone's bad, the Bucks are in first, but, like, they're not really – like, you don't feel great about them. No. It's like the Jets are potentially the best team in a division that has four of the six or seven best teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. I mean, um, we're talking – think about that Miami game at the end of the season. That That's probably going to be flex. We're probably going to be playing at night, and it's going to mean something. And it could mean, like, both teams are making the playoffs. Maybe you like get a Saturday. Night. Maybe a Saturday at flex would might be nice. Okay. That would be that would, down in Miami. <laughs> yeah, probably it's trouble in Miami, but. <laughs> but I'm just saying, think uh, about yeah. that. Is it that's mind blowing to me? And then, like you said, if it ended right now, all four teams in the AFC East would be in the playoffs, and we're talking about the Jets moving up to first place if they win this week. It's. It'll if be I would have told you that at the beginning of the year, what would you have said to me? I would probably have said. Um, I'm not sure what you're drinking, but okay. <laughs> um, just water. Just, no, just water. water. I know, just water for today. <laughs> once they once they make the playoffs, I, I I do think, and we'll kind of look towards this New England game. I still think the two things they've checked a lot of boxes this year of you know winning in September, being relevant, winning division game, being relevant in November, Thanksgiving. That in the hunt graphic we all kind of dream about on Sunday football, seeing the Jets there. The other, the last two things are finding out about Zach, which again we have another eight games to kind of see. And then making the playoffs, right? And you, once you end that streak, like, I think the expectation, you can start to slowly change the expectation. You want to chase the division title. You want to win in, you know, win in January and February. But just to get this team who's probably a little ahead of schedule, as you mentioned, some experience in the playoffs would be huge. Um, my question kind of revolves around this Patriots game because do you think it's more us and, you know, fans and people covering the team that are kind of hyping this up? Or do you feel like, this game means something to the players. Cause I know we mentioned, Oh, it's not the same old jets. They weren't here for that, but I feel like they should have won that game two weeks ago. I don't know how else to phrase it. I feel like they lost it. The Patriots didn't win it. Do you feel like they're going to be a little extra motivated or for them, it's just week, another week. And, and kind I mean, of I think they have to preach the another week, another week, but I, like I said, I, I've started this covering this team in 2010. I've only seen them win a pay, beat the Patriots twice, twice. That is it in my, in my, 13 years of covering this team and last season they got beat was it by 40 50, 54 13 I believe uh, okay I think that resonated that you, I can't even say the word but you know what I'm saying that yeah. the players thought about don't tell me that CJ Mosley and they did talk about it going into the game a couple of weeks ago I think they knew they should have beaten them last time I think they knew they could have done it I think they're trying to approach it one week at a time one game at a time. The next game is most important, but you got first place on the line. You're going to Gillette stadium and it's against the Patriots, a team that has had your number. And again, not sauce's number, not Garrett's number. Well, technically, yeah, because they've lost, they haven't beat them yet. I, I think for maybe the fans and for this organization, getting that monkey off their back, finally being able to say, yes, we beat the, you beat the bills which is you beat the dolphins. Now it's time for you to beat the Patriots to check that off your box to say the check it off. Listen, we've done it. We can do this. And again, that beating last week, last year, I I just think still 
how can CJ Mosley or Michael Carter or these guys like not be pissed off and not like be like, we're going up there and we're going to destroy them in their home, on their home field. It's weird. They've been a much better road team this year than they have played at home. I know it's slightly skewed because Joe Flacco started the first couple of games and two of them were at home or two of their harder games. All that stuff is true. I get that. Yeah, but yeah. I, for whatever reason, I feel like very comfortable on the road this year, which uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong. That's the, that's the one, one of the resemblances or whatever the right word is 2009, 2010 is that team was so good. Got so hot on the road. They liked the you know, defense and run game travels. It's the whole kind of mantra. I, I tweeted this out. It's nuts. The last time the Jets won in Foxborough in a regular season game, Brett Favre, um, great guy, Brett Favre, uh, was uh, was the Jets quarterback. So that was up in New England on Thursday Night Football, the Matt Castle I've never game. seen it in the 13 yeah. years that I've covered it. You were covering I've... the Colts back then. Yep. Which they struggled a lot winning in Foxborough back then, too. Yeah, I know. They was going to say they struggled, too. Well, I'll ask you about the Colts uh, at the end. But, um, no, in terms of um, kind of – like looking forward here, do you still think the expectation is just getting the playoffs or do you think they have to change that mindset to go chase this division? Cause I know it's hard. You don't want to get your hopes up too much, but at the same time, why not? I feel like it, at this point, I think at this point, the, the vision is in grasp. Like you can get it like, so yeah, that better be right now going into this week. Your mindset should be, we're let's win the division right now. Let's, let's, let's go to first place in the division. Because then you can be guaranteed a playoff spot and then the playoffs fall on the line. So let's, I think right now, let's get the division and not chase a playoff spot. Let's just get it. Let's win the division because you're there. And if you would have told me week one that they had a possibility of winning this division with Buffalo, who is less, was one of the Super Bowl favorites, Miami, who's loaded with talent. And then you always got to, I mean, then you got the Patriots, which you always have Bill Belichick. Let's be realistic. I, I hate, I hate the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I think maybe I'm more like beat these mother effers. I hate them. <laughs> like, please. Uh, I feel the same way. I trust me. Lose against Buffalo. I didn't care about that, but beat the Patriots. I know it's what's also <laughs> the, that two game swing, right? Of, you know, at six and three, they win their seven and three. Now the Patriots don't have the tiebreaker over them. So God forbid it comes down to a tie. Like, losing this game and then all of a sudden for the seventh spot and somehow the Patriots and the Jets are tied. The Patriots would have that advantage. You, you and listen, the really Patriots defense is good. The Patriots aren't a bad team. Yeah. Matt Judon's for real. Yeah. Like the, the Jets and the uh, Patriots defense are very similar. So, I mean, everybody's like, Oh, it's a down year for the Patriots. No, it's not. Let's be realistic. And I think that would, if the Jets can beat them because they are a good team too. Yeah. Look, uh, it's, it must be nice to have your down. It must be nice to have your down year being the last two years are down years and they are combined 15 and nine or whatever. It must be nice. Um, down years aren't picking the top three, but I guess I want to kind of just talk a little bit, uh, kind of a couple of fun things here before we kind of, uh, before we wrap up, I feel like I got pretty fired up watching you get to work with some, you know, great people, you know, at SNY, whether it's, you know, Bart and Willie Connor, obviously, uh, you know, now and Gelbs and stuff. Bart was pretty fired up before the last Jets Patriots game. Are we going to get another? He, 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 I was going to say, he, are we going to get another too. fired up Bart Scott on a Sunday, ready to run through a wall, put pads back on? Like, literally, I, I remember after game plan that week, because I said something, I, it was thing. And he was like, and after the show, I was like, you hate this. And he's like, I can't stand. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. It dates like, back, it dates back like, to when, just... remember, do you remember that when the Patriots were undefeated? 
don't know if you remember this. This I just have a weird memory. It's the first memory I have of Bart Scott when he threw the flag at the ref on Monday Night Football. The Patriots are going for an undefeated season. Yes, that was Bart Scott. I think pretty. Oh, uh, I thought it was Bart Scott. I have. Yeah, you're right. No, not. I was with the Colts, so I wasn't. No, covering. maybe it wasn't, but it was. No, you're probably Ravens. right. And he, oh, I just you know what? It was him. It yeah. was him because we did a funny thing about it. We did. You're right. It was him. It, I, have a, I have a weird memory. I'm not that smart, but I have a weird memory about like stupid football stuff that nobody cares. <laughs> you love your Jets. You yeah, love your Jets. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's a sick, uh, just sick problem. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, it's it'll be interesting to see kind of the coverage around this too. Do you think if the Jets win Sunday, you'll start to see even more? I don't want to say respect nationally, but it still feels like people are like looking for a reason to be like this season's kind of faulty. And while the Bills game gave people some, like some respect for the Jets around the league, I still feel like until they beat the Patriots, as we're mentioning, like we're still going to get that. Oh, we couldn't beat the Patriots. It was a fluky win against the Bills. You're still the little brother. You're yeah. still the little brother. Right. That's what like, I feel. You're, you're, meanwhile, you're, the Giants have beaten nobody. The Giants are not good, and they're seven and two. But they'll get all this respect. It's fine. It's, it's how we expect it. But the, the Giants have the Super Bowls to back it, and I don't. I'm not saying it, it was years ago, but they have that the foundation and so that's what and that's what robert sala and the jets are building and again i think if you check the box off we beat the patriots then the next box is okay we win the division next box is okay we go to the playoffs and this wasn't supposed to happen this year will let's be realistic now i don't think even the i they'll say no no that we're confident there's no way they thought this team was going to be like this no way no, no, next I, year at this time, I think you had to, especially the way they started the season, one and two. Yeah, they didn't like after that. I, mean, I know Joe Flacco was yeah. was yeah, the but quarterback. You felt like they were giving up a lot of points. Still, they weren't really competitive. Any, I mean, I guess they were semi-competitive in both games, but like both games were at home. The game was kind of over in the third quarter. You're like, all right, <laughs> time that this might be ugly. And then that Pittsburgh game. It looked winnable, but you just really never knew. You didn't know what you were going to get from Zach. Okay, you knew. Let's be realistic. As Jets is covering the team for this long, you're like, oh, here we go again. They're in it. You know, they were in it. You know, that, that and they struggled in the fourth quarter. That was one of the things Robert Sala needed to teach these young kids last year. You know, we need to learn how to close games. You got to learn how to get over that hump. You have to learn how to win a game. Well, that's what they did. They're learned, they have learned how to win a game. That they're never out of it. In their minds, they're not out of it. They can be down by 40 and they're like, you know, we can still do this. That Browns game was, I know it was improbable and you know, can't ever, you can't like live your, not live your life like that, whatever the right term is, but that's such a confidence booster for a young team of like, okay, we just saw the most improbable thing happen. Now if we're down 10, like, why can't we win? Might as well be, you know, being a third team with whatever minute. I remember I was in the the tunnel and so I go out, if, if they win, I get an f- interview on the field. So I went downstairs, I'm at the tunnel, and then I saw like, oh, whatever, Uh, they're not going to win. Then all of a sudden I hear like the crowd just die down because I was near the locker room at that point watching it on the mic, but I'm behind. I'm like, what just happened? And they're like, Corey Corey Davis just scored. I was like, what? So then I start going towards the tunnel. And I was like, oh crap, they missed that. They're still, they still needed a touchdown, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm like, there's no, because... And then the onside kick, I was like, these fools are going to win this game. Like, there's, no, I'm like, no, I that's probably like, no, 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 I'm not going to go out there because I don't want to jinx it. I'm like, but they're going to win this game. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Like, it was so, and you're just thinking, no, 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 you know, no. It's like, it kept going, like, this isn't Jets. This isn't what's built. This is not supposed to happen with the Jets. I know. It's been, it's been all year. It's felt like this is like the one last thing of, you know, 
oh, going to the Bills game, they just lost the heartbreaking game to New England. They're going to, you know, they'll get, they're going to get killed here just because, you know, this is what's happened over the last couple of years. And they came out, you know, on fire. That's, am I crazy? That's probably one of the loudest I've heard. I've heard MetLife in a long time. Like I, there was serious energy in that building on, yeah. uh, you know, t- whatever it goes, 10 days ago. I, I haven't heard it. They get a home playoff game. I, that building is going to be an absolute zoo. It better be. It better be. <laughs> I know. I'm ex- I'm also very tired. Just a side note. If you don't go to the games, please don't complain about how many people are or not there. You can just can simply go to the games or not sell your tickets. It's not exactly. my problem. Exactly. I go. It's not my problem. Um, I want to ask you quickly about, obviously you used to work for the Colts and cover the Colts. Mm-hmm. Were you happy for Jeff Saturday, but annoyed at the process? Are you kind of just like, whatever, let's see what happens. He's just an interim coach or did we kind of feel passionately one way or the other? I mean, I, I, the first thing you said, I mean, I love Jeff Saturday. He is one of the coolest, classiest, awesome guys. Like I, I would love for him. I mean, you, you're rooting for him because, but again, as you know, my husband's a coach. Like, I, I feel like I, I don't like the way the process, I mean, I don't Reggie Wayne's on that team too. And he has just as many, and he's been an interim coach and like, like working his way up. And I, I think it's, you just can't put people in because, and again, Jeff won, I'm so happy for him. And I'm so like, it may, I'm torn because I love Jeff Saturday, but what is that saying to other people that have worked their butts off? And, and, and Bill Cower was like, it's an insult to like the coaches. And I, I kind of agree with them. And again, I love Jeff and he did a great job and he is a leader, but again, he was just, he was a high school coach and was an analyst at ESPN. Uh, it's, it's a tough thing. It's, you look at both sides of it and you, like at one point see for Ron me, Middleton yeah. who's awesome. Like, yeah, it's like you're an interim coach. So I get it. It's not the full hiring process, but the one guy, and I'm glad you mentioned Reggie Wayne. He was the one name. Everyone brought up all these other names. Like you're going to recycle with John Fox for the 800th time, or it's another Gus Bradley. Like, that to me doesn't, I get that part. I well, think you say, if you're going to do Reggie exact, Wayne's there, that's Reggie Wayne point. is the exact thing as Jeff Saturday. He is just as many pro. I mean, I'm, I, I'm assuming pro it's got to be close. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, he holds records with the Colts. Like he was one of their, and he's on the staff. Like yeah. and guys, people loved Reggie just as much as they love Jeff. Like yeah, I then, saw the way, but again, I love Jeff. Like yeah, it's just a, it's and you just you put it in between. It's just and then it's it becomes, torn. I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, and then it's like you're looking I'm so at it, for him. I'm retired. I mean, it's I'm not gonna lie. I texted some of my friends that are there, and I was like, I'm sorry. Did the Jets? Did the Colts just become the Jets, and the Jets just became the Colts? Yeah, no. Because I this was, is something that would happen with our Jets. Yeah, look, we've seen it, and it's it was interesting that the Reggie Wayne thing is just interesting because it's you're looking at a black dude that's on the staff. It's the same thing, and and then it just it opens so many doors. But I actually thought it was interesting that Pat McAfee made one point. And then we'll move off this. He I was kind of, he, he was talking about how this actually might be really good for kind of minority hires and stuff. Of the league is predominantly more black, and if guys are going to start getting jobs without experience as coaches could it lead the open the door to more guys that want to get into coaching that like maybe like similar to Jeff Saturday. It's I'm just using a Ryan Clark, for example, on ESPN or something. If you want to get into coaching, does this open the door for him now to get a job that he might not have been able to get? I don't know if that's true. It was just an interesting point. I didn't think about it that way. I'm not sure that'll work that way, but 
it's, it's nice to be uh, positive, I guess, about the situation. Oh, um, yeah. And again, I love Jeff Saturday. I yeah. just think you're, I think you, you set a really bad precedent. Yeah. It's just felt, I don't know. And then the press conference was grow. I was, you know, I guess. I it's, it's, I'm like, what is going on there? <laughs> what is going on there? Stop that. It's, you look like, at some of these organizations, first- right? Like you look in New England, you look in, in, sometimes it might be the star quarterback covers up for a lot. Even Green Bay, it feels like last couple of years, you look at Indy or New England, even at some points, like Tom Brady and Rodgers and Manning, like I feel like they might've covered up for a lot of other things. Makes your job a little easier when you have generational, you know, generational 100%. guys. Um, when you have years and years of, and again, the Colts are supposed to have Andrew Luck. Let's not forget about that. I know. Well, then he blamed Andrew Luck for retiring early, which was weird because he didn't build a good offensive line. Um, Chris Ballard, your job should be on the line, by the way. No one wants to talk about that. Um, Josh McDaniels, are you surprised quickly that Josh McDaniels has been not successful in Vegas just because it feels like every Belichick, it's like Belichick's so successful and all his coaches, generally but, speaking. But people try to be, try Belichick. to be Belichick and you can't. There's one Belichick, just be yourself. And I, I'm kind of happy they, he, that he isn't. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of his, but they should have kept their, the coach that brought him to the playoffs. I know. Makes no sense. I don't understand why Especially you do that. Everything that team went through, like the whole John Gruden thing, the, the, the player um, that killed somebody. Henry Rooks. <laughs> yeah. Rugs. It's not funny. It's just, it's what a ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Like just dumb, dumb stuff. Sorry. I keep swearing. No, nah, it's fine. You can, you can let one fly. Um, my mouth is terrible. And I wonder where my four-year-old gets it sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's like, why you let that guy go? Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's a lot of things that sometimes don't make sense. And now, Way they, above can't, my pay grade. now they can't really fire him because apparently they don't have the amount of cash. It's needed. It's, it's, a, it's a mess. I'll ask you, we'll, cut, we'll finish with two, three, or two or three quick ones. Favorite, I'll give you, you can give two. Who are like the two people on the team that you most enjoy being talked to? It doesn't have to be, you know, the funniest or the best or whatever, but who are the two people that I feel like Michael Carter, I'd love to have him on the pod. I love Michael Carter. I'm telling you, I'll be honest with you, Will. There are so many guys. Like I love Braxton Berrios, Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon's um, awesome. DJ Reed. Oh, one of my favorites. Um, Michael Carter. I love Brees Hall. I love Garrett Wilson. Like CJ Mosley, like absolutely one of my favorites. Like I'm telling, and I'm not just George Fant, JFM. Quinnen is just adorable. Quincy, oh my god! Again, I can keep naming them. Like, and I and I'm not just saying this because like I genuinely like all of these guys. Like genuine, genuinely are like you are really good guys. Yeah, it's a group that it's it's felt like it's very easy to root for. I know. I always drop baseball references on this. This feels very 2017 Yankees where they were such a likable team for once. It was like the Yankees are likable. It's all these young guys. It was, you know, Judge and Gary Sanchez and all these guys. And it was just, they were a likable group. And, you know, sometimes these things change over time. I think the Jets, you know, in your first year here, it was very veteran heavy. Yes, there were some very likable guys, but that team was, it was like more Rex was the story almost than the team. It doesn't, it feels kind of the opposite now where Salah's a fun coach. Well, I feel like, like when I got here with Rex, it was an already built team. Like it was a team that was built that had to win now. Again, and I I didn't I only covered them that second AFC championship game. So, but you had like the Thomas Jones, the Tony Richardsons, the Brick, the Nick, the you know, David Harris, the Barts, the Revis. Like here you have these guys that are 
babies. Like they're just, just building that foundation and they're just really sauce. Another fun guy. Like they're just nice kids. They're not like Garrett will come and talk to you and have like, we, we talk about his hair because he has his great hair. And he's like, and I go, you have hair like my daughter. Like you got to try this weed ad product. Like uh, Michael Carter was commenting on my shoes the other day. Like they're just cool kids. They're all just young like, guys kids because I could have birthed them. Okay. Yeah. They're literally, no, they're literally like, I could, they could be my I'm, child, like yeah. literally be my child. <laughs> they're literally, uh, no, they're 21, 22, 23. I think that's what yes. makes it so exciting. Final two here. A, did the Jets finish the job? Um, did they get to the playoffs? Like, where, where do you feel confident they're going to get there? I, do. I think they'll get to the playoff. But here's my answer to that. Will they finish the job? I think they've already exceeded their job this year. Yeah. So I think, yes, there'll be a disappointment and all that stuff. But I, I think if they are still playing meaningful games in December, by the end of December, if that comes down to the final week, you've got to be proud of what this team has done. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they've exceeded expectations. They did their job and now they're moving on to their next job. So that's me. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I'm leaning towards just find a way in the playoffs. Uh, if they get anything, if any other thing above that at this point is great. But like, if you can get that experience and then you build on it and make the one or two deals. And I do think they will. I do I think do they will make it to the playoffs. I think there's three winnable games. I want to ask you quickly, you covered Darrell Revis. You covered yes. Nick Mangola, the Brickshaw Ferguson. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, obviously the other two guys go in the ring of honor. A, am I crazy that the crowd's going to be the most excited for Revis to come back? I feel like he has not been back. Mangold's been around a lot in, in the bigger show, but like Revis coming back is probably, in my mind, is the best jet ever in terms of like physical, actual player. Um, do you think the crowd's going to be the most excited to have Revis come back? For whatever reason, I just feel like people. I think you're right because he's kind of, he's kind of stayed away from the, I mean, he kind of became a recluse and I'm not a recluse from football. Like you don't, we haven't really seen or heard from him. Um, Rich Samini just did a great article on him and it was nice actually hearing like from him what he had to say. I do. I think at that point, the Jets could be seven and three. Yep. Right. I haven't been at home for right after Thanksgiving. Hadn't been home for a month. Haven't been home in what? Three weeks. One, two, three. Three, no, two weeks. Almost four, yeah, two weeks, two, three weeks. But like, I don't know. I, I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm. Yeah. And you're right. Revis, I mean, he's he's going, he has a bat, he has a nod into the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. nominated for the Hall of Fame. Like, that's up there with Curtis Martin. Yeah. And it's it just, it'll be cool to see because, again, like, we really haven't heard from, I mean, he's done a couple of things here or there, but plus with the way Sauce is playing, it was all this Revis comps. It'll be, it'll be really interesting. They, if they're going seven three in that game, well, I you expect, know, um, Jordan Whitehead is his first cousin, which is crazy. He's got the Revis. Uh, no one talks about that. It's so weird. It was like a story for two seconds. I don't know. He did. I did get him to know you with him, and I said one of my questions was, you know, your cousins with Revis, first cousins, yep. And I said, um, so what are you taking to his islands? Because <laughs> I remember in a sleeping bag. I'm like, well, are you getting off the island? He's like, yeah, I'm getting off the islands. <laughs> He's like, I was a receiver back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to be put on Revis Island. You don't come uh, you don't come back. But obviously it's good to be able to, you know, catch up with you. And um the Jets actually being good makes this a lot more fun. And you know, obviously everyone already watches you, everything on SNY, whether it's you know, Jets pre and post, Jets game day and game pass, whatever it's the right name is, at Geico Sports Night, you know, all the stuff. It's not Geico anymore, it's Honda. Oh, oh wow. Oh, okay. I'll I know, drive a I Honda, so. Didn't know that either until a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh, we changed it. Okay. Okay. Well, there and you go. World. They got asked for a pay raise now that, you know, 
They need a sponsor comes in. Can I get but a Honda CVR or CRV? Yeah, yeah, I know. You can't, you know, it's, it's what you got to do. You got to gotta leverage yourself. Yeah, sponsor this podcast. Uh, no, I appreciate you hopping on. And, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have to catch up after. Hopefully they're in the playoffs. I know. And can you tell Bob and Mike I said hello? Yeah, I will. I'll uh, I'll make sure to give them some uh, some crap. Yes. And Bob, <laughs> huge um, him and Michael Clemens. You got to ask him about Michael. I will. Mike. Another, another who's fun awesome. player. Who's awesome, real, who's actually gonna, really cool dude. I was going to say another fun, uh, another fun guy who they got from Chris, for Chris Herndon, by the way, who is now suspended for eight games. So another Joe Douglas uh, golf clap. Yeah. yeah, man, not great by Chris Herndon, but appreciate it. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back later this week.